society and along with it the world keeps on changing over a period. There are various reasons for the change. It can be a social, technical, or sudden change due to a combination of many things. It can be how we travel, where we live, what we eat and how we communicate. I am going to write about another aspect of our society. It is how we follow discipline and how society punishes the people. Till the 18th century, punishment for breaking the law was always physical. It would be of the nature of public torture and killing in public. In those days, society was vicious. By the end of the 18th century, the public spectacle of torture as punishment for a crime declined. Rather than targeting the convict's body, a person's soul had become the object of a sentence. The criminal was no longer the enemy of the government but that of the people. The change reduced the criminal to a part of a greater social machine. Observation and surveillance became bound up in incarceration methods as society sought to produce disciplined individuals, ideally suited for the disciplined and regimented industrial age. What could be the reasons for this change? If we think about prisons today, they are integral to other systems like the courts, tax departments, etc. There is nothing special about them. In the olden days, authorities routinely tortured the suspects during investigative processes. The punishment of convicted felons was cruel and inhuman execution in public as examples to the people and demonstration of government's power. These social changes began in France. An execution in 1757 was the last of its kind. By the turn of the 18th century in Europe, punishment as a public spectacle was no longer in vogue. Instead, a new approach to punishment became the norm. It was to take place behind closed doors, and the government's a timetable for its working. In the 19th century, fewer than a hundred years after the last such execution, the new penal style emerged. The prisoner's day began at five in the morning when repeated cracks on a drum woke them up. By quarter to six, they were at work. They got food at ten. Teaching began at twenty minutes to eleven, from one o'clock until seven was another work period. Then, authorities locked the cells for a night curfew at half past seven. Where once corporal punishment and pain had been central to ideas of punishment, now the soul of the criminal was deemed much more important. It's straightforward to think that this represents some development, that the declining severity of punishment indicates a humane advance. The purpose of punishment had changed, and the objective was no longer to break the criminal's body. It was now to target hearts and minds, thoughts and will. The changing approach to punishment happened slowly. There was a reason behind it. Society had begun to attack the use of torture as a hangover from the olden days when cruelty and savagery were the norms. Torture wasn't just part of the punishment. Torture was the core aspect of any criminal investigation. If an official were going to investigate your business, you would likely get tortured. In those days, even coerced confession was accepted as evidence. It was deemed proof in and of itself. No other evidence was needed. There was a side effect, investigation and punishment became the same, thus torture becoming a central feature of both. Following a criminal conviction, public execution of justice generally had a double function. On the one hand, it served a judicial purpose, but there was also a political element, the public carrying out of justice demonstrated the power of the government. Every crime was seen as a personal attack on the government. The enforcement of the law was, in return, testimony to the government's will. Under such a system, a government could even call for the spectacle of having a criminal killed. It was an indication that the government reigned supreme over the judiciary. Therefore, an audience at a public execution acted as witnesses and guarantors of a government's authority. Having spectators ensured that the people had fear in their minds before committing crimes. In the developed world, the mere presence of a policeman or a police patrol car ensures that people follow road rules. 
The fear of heavy fines makes sure that people pay their taxes on time. Discipline becomes day-to-day part of our lives. I remember that 93,000-plus spectators watched the World Cup cricket final at Melbourne's McGee, which we attended in 2015. People were encouraged to travel in public transport, and additional buses and trams were made available. People had started going inside the stadium in an orderly fashion an hour before the match began. Going into the stadium and coming out of it was very smooth. As against this, I remember a terrible scene at Frankfurt Airport. The boarding announcement told the people to follow a sequence. First were those using wheelchairs, then senior citizens and passengers with small children. I felt so sad that even the passengers who used wheelchairs were not allowed to board first. Guess which airline it was? Then a few hefty security guards came and pushed away those breaking rules. I wish they could have arrested some of these people who broke the rules with impunity. Why do people behave this way? Does it mean that the brutal punishments given to people in the olden days were justified? What is the indication of modern society? What changes the thought processes in society in general? Is it the shortage of everything that made people more vicious? The contemporary world suggests that we all should do some things in private. We should drink alcohol, say prayers, follow the religious practices in confined places. By following these basics, we get the freedom to do what we want, and we do not impose things on others. I have written above that the rule-breaking people should have been arrested at the airport. It is written more in frustration. We all are so much used to the general discipline and less of rule-breaking we become uncomfortable when rules are broken with impunity. But friends, do not hope for utopia. A small percentage of people are always going to be indisciplined. They will need punishments. There will be murders and heinous crimes, and people will get death sentences. But these are given only on the rarest of rare occasions. It will never be like the public killing in the olden days.